Shopping for healthcare. We're fortunate here in Canada that we do have a universal healthcare system. However, sometimes you need more. Hi, it's Lisa, and this week on the Real Health for Real Life podcast, we're talking to a special guest. My friend Brandy is here to tell us all about holistic nurse coaching. Before we get too deep into today's episode, I just wanted to put a little disclaimer slash reminder here that everything that we are talking about in today's episode is not to be taken as medical advice. This is purely just information sharing. If you would like more information on any of the topics or products that we talked about in today's episode, you can reach me at Real Health for Real Life podcast on Facebook or Instagram, but please consult your primary healthcare provider before making any changes to your daily medical routine. Okay, so here we go. I am here with a good friend of mine. Uh, Her name is Brandy. We met about 11 years ago when we bartended together at a restaurant here in town. Um, We kind of lost touch throughout the years, but we have recently reconnected because of similar interests. She is a, correct me if I'm wrong now, you just told me this, you're an RN, you're a registered nurse, um, but you are also a holistic nursing coach. coach. And also a, oh, you just told me, plant-based. Plant medicine educator. Plant medicine educator. So she's got a wealth of knowledge here to share with us. So I'm just going to let her jump into this and start with her story. Um, So why, why nurse? Because you were, you started your nursing career later in life as well. Correct. So let's get into that. Let's start there. Perfect. Um, Yeah. So happy to reconnect with you, Lisa. But um, bartending days, so long ago. Oh, feels like forever ago. A decade ago. Um, So yeah, when I... I got into nursing after my background is actually in fitness and I wanted to go into child fitness and the uh, obesity epidemic was a big push for me. I'm not sure if you remember, I was working at Kids Fit a long time ago. I was going to say, okay, this is actually bringing me back. I met you before Fishbowl because we met when you worked at Good Life. At Good See, exactly. I don't know if I can name drop the gym, but I just (laughs) did. But anyways, you used to work at a popular chain fitness branch and uh, that's when I met you actually. So it's been longer than that. Sorry, we digress. (laughs) But yeah, so pulling on my um, fitness roots, I actually spoke to another Lisa, a friend of mine, who encouraged me to get my RN instead of going a more health promotion route. So I got into nursing with the intention of going into becoming a health promoter and working in childhood uh, obesity and diabetes campaigns and things like that. But in my first year of nursing, I was introduced to Gabor Mate's work in addictions, and that kind of took me on a new route. So after that, I started in... um, mental health, addiction, psychiatry, managed alcohol programs, the opioid poisoning pandemic, naloxone, like a whole bunch of different things. But you know a bunch of nurses. We all know a bunch of nurses, and nursing is a tough career. Um, so like many other people, working on autopilot and just not really not really maintaining my own health while looking care, taking care of other mm-hmm. folks, right, can be really tough. So I needed to take a break from that. I just want to take a quick second here too to acknowledge that it's a beautiful day here today and we are actually recording this outside. So I hope um, the sound is okay, but you might hear some wind blowing and some birds chirping. So we just wanted to say that here. Um, but yeah, so anyways, okay, so Brandy, back to what you were saying. So you were an RN here at the hospital, right? That's where you were working? A uh, little bit in the hospital, but mainly in the community settings. Okay. And then you were too busy, you were taking care of others and not so much yourself. Yeah. So where did that bring you on your path? That brought me to um, acknowledging that I've lived with quite a bit of my own anxiety and PTSD and disordered eating and things like that um, throughout my entire life that have gone unchecked, just kind of self-managing, and then uh, seeking assistance for that and not being 
really happy about the assistance that I was offered um, in our Western model, right? We are very pharmaceutical based. And we are, we, we kind of piece things out in the Western system. So um, what I started doing for myself was looking at things like I was doing yoga. I was um, natural medicines as opposed to pharma, meditation, breath work, all these natural healing modalities. And I started recognizing in myself that it was making a big difference. Um, my husband and I went a little extreme for a moment. We needed to take a, a big step away. So we did move into a trailer in the Kawarthas and like cut down all of our belongings and disconnected as much as we could to reconnect with ourselves and with each other and with nature really. Um, okay, sorry, where was it? You said in the, where is that? In the Kawarthas? Yeah. Like Peterborough kind of area. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Land of lakes. It's gorgeous, gorgeous territory up nice. there. Very healing. Lots of nature. We were in um, like a little farming kind of community. So we had like coyotes howling at night, which can be very scary at first. A little eerie as long as, well, as long as you're protected by some walls, like you should be fine. Yeah. But Your walls, our walls were really thin, but yeah. that's okay. But we got used to it and like, it was, it was wonderful. We, uh, it was a challenge that we needed because we, my husband's not someone I would ever consider to be a handy person myself either, but like we bought a trailer and we did all the things we needed to do with it. And we actually installed our own wood stove, which is what kept us warm in it. So very cool. Yes. So how long were you living in the trailer for? I think we were there, I want to say close to five months total. Um, but then we, we we had plans for longer, but then COVID had hit. So we didn't have any running water in the trailer and we were using the gym mainly for that, which was great because then you're also working out every day and I had the sauna every day too. Um, but with COVID, that kind of changed everything. So we came back to Sudbury to open our business, which is um, everything I'd been learning and everything I'd been doing for myself, the yoga, the meditation, cannabis therapy. It's actually what I learned as I was training to become a cannabis nurse, which is really cool because I didn't know that was a thing. I did not know that was a thing either. Right? Like who would have thought, right? Amazing. Um, and a cannabis nurse essentially is someone who cares about the, we take care of people in their endocannabinoid system, which is something a lot of people don't know about either. Um, and we can talk about that later, but it's it's amazing. It's a system that was discovered over 30 years ago, and its job is to maintain homeostasis and prevent disease and aging in your body. That's amazing. Sounds like something we would need to know about, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about cannabis nursing here a little bit. So that's something that a lot of people are probably hearing that going like, what? Because they hear cannabis and they think weed, they think marijuana, they think bad, they think drug, right? Yes. I mean, whereas, I mean it's a plant, right? So, I mean, it is more of a natural thing and medical marijuana is becoming something that is more common now. Um, but I still feel like most people, when they do hear cannabis associated with something like nursing, they're going, okay, well, wait a minute. Like, yeah, what like is this? You just want to be a stoner nurse. Or something, exactly. Right? So, okay. So elaborate a little bit on that for me. Absolutely. So, um, and fully, like I felt like the stoner nurse. So when I was um, self-medicating for my anxiety and PTSD and things like that, and realized it was like cannabis is what helped me lose 125 pounds, right? Like it's, it's, it is good. Our body, we have a system that knows how to use this. That is meant to use this. We make our own cannabinoids. We make a cannabinoid that is called inandamide, which means bliss molecule. Like it translates to bliss in Sanskrit. It's the same, almost the same makeup as THC. So anyone who tells you THC is bad, I'm like, oh, really? Do you know that you make your own? Yeah. Like, come on. It's... Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. I think a lot of people yeah. are scared of it too. Now that it's Absolutely. legal in Canada, I feel like it might be more of an eye opener to some people, but I feel like people are still very 
timid and very I don't want stigma. Yes, thank you guys. I don't want to use yes. the word afraid of it, but Absolutely. definitely. Yeah, there's definitely stigma associated with it because that's what they picture. They picture like the the stoner kid in high school. They don't picture the the nurse that and I'm sure this piqued a lot of people's interest when you said that 125 pounds. Wow, yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, see like it's they don't realize that if used properly, yep. that there are huge medical benefits to it. Absolutely. Okay, so what exactly would a cannabis nurse do? Or what does a cannabis, yeah, that's well, my question. The beautiful thing is that I've learned, and I actually learned this in the trailer, because when I was trying to figure out how was I going to return to nursing, I thought I wanted to quit nursing altogether. I was done with the profession. It's when I went into nursing school, like nursing is all about caring. It is all about the holistic modalities. Um, Florence Nightingale is the modern mother of nursing. She founded it like back in the Crimean War years ago. And We've, we've gotten so far away from that, but I digress. The role of a cannabis nurse is to help people nourish their endocannabinoid system, plain and simple. And we all have an endocannabinoid system. All mammals have an endocannabinoid system. That's why you'll see um, people, there's a wonderful girl, her story, Charlotte Figgy. She was a 13-year-old, I believe, when she passed last year, but she started the, she's the inspiration behind the medical marijuana movement in the States because she had a severe form of epilepsy known as Drave syndrome. And her parents were kind of like at the end of the rope with it. They didn't know how to help her. And they, her mom just kept fighting and fighting until eventually she was praying for an end for her daughter's life because she couldn't watch the suffering anymore. And she found CBD. She found a high, a high um, concentration strain of, it's not strain, it's cultivar. Sorry, the language is changing. It's pretty, <laughs> it's, it's cannabis medicine is, um, because it's been under prohibition for so long, it's changing rapidly. But essentially with Charlotte Figgy, her mom got her a high CBD cultivar of cannabis known as Charlotte's Web now. They named it after her and it completely changed her life. Um, I'll send you a link to the video that people can watch because- Please do, yeah. For, so how many people know kids that are suffering and like cannabis can help you because your body knows how to use it with a, over a hundred plus chronic conditions. So anything from mental health conditions um, nausea and vomiting, uh, GI issues, seizures, like anything and everything because you have the system, right? There's receptors all throughout your body right. and its job is to maintain homeostasis. So if you're having any issues anywhere, you need to kind of go all the way up the chain to figure out where the dysfunction is. Right. Okay. So as a parent and I can tell, I shouldn't say I could tell, I can just have the, a really strong feeling that a lot of people listening to this are going, whoa, 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 Brandy. Yeah. Like yeah. you were saying if my kid has anxiety. Right exactly. Are you stoned? Like, yeah. you have like my kid has anxiety. My kid has ADD. You want me to give them weed? Like, which is, mm. again, I like you mentioned that the language is solely different. Yes. And the language is very important here. And I want to make sure that, to point that out that, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not that there is a, there is a difference, but there's not. And so I just want you to explain that a little bit to Absolutely. some people listening to this going, whoa, back the bus up. Like, <laughs> so this is why you'll hear me. Like I, um, I don't refer to cannabis as weed. I don't refer to it as marijuana. These are terms that have been used to stigmatize it and stigmatize the populations who do consume. Um, so when I talk about cannabis for whether it be for any population, if it's children, if it's like I use cannabis for my pets, cannabis for seniors, cannabis for anyone and everyone. Um, it's the same cannabis. So cannabis flower itself has over 500 at this point, we know over 500 compounds in it. 
And that is a mix of the cannabinoids that are in it. So that's the THC, the CBD, the CBG, CBN. You're going to start hearing all these terms coming at you pretty soon. And I'll start talking about them more now that the business is launching. Um, but also is the terpenes. So a lot of people are into essential oils now. And what they don't realize is terpenes are what give plants their scent and their taste. And terpenes in cannabis play more of a role in the medicine than people are like, we're not aware of that yet. So it's the, I think there's over 500 compounds. I want to say there's over 140 cannabinoids that are like identified. I'm not sure how many terpenes, but when you say you have THC and linalool, which is the uh, terpene that's in lavender oil. Okay. Also, right? I've heard of that one. Yeah. Okay. Those two will mix to give you a more sedating, sedating effect, um, sedative effect for some people. Because the other beautiful thing when it comes to cannabis medicine is, is it's very individual. Your body, depending on your hydration, what else do you have? Polypharmacy, how stressed are you? What did you have to eat today? How much did you move? All of those things are going to impact your endocannabinoid system, which would then dictate kind of what your um, cannabis therapy would be at that point. Um, let me just make clear for anyone listening to when I'm talking about cannabis for kids, it's I'm not talking about like you need to speak with an expert for that. Even myself as a cannabis nurse, I do not work with um, cannabis in children because that is, we don't know enough about it at this point. Right. Um, this is thousand year old medicine. So we have the 5,000 years, I believe. I want to say from China is the earliest record of cannabis as medicine. But like through the ages, every culture, every continent has used this plant. It grows in the ground. It's natural. But yeah, when it comes to kids, definitely please check with that first. Yeah, like you said, you're not going to just, if your kids are driving you crazy and not going to bed, don't no. don't, don't just light up a joint and pass no, it on. Definitely, definitely put yeah. them to bed, light the joint for yourself. Exactly. It'll help you for parents who are living with increased anxiety and PTSD right now because of the pandemic. Yeah. Absolutely, cannabis is, is helpful for that. Exactly. Like you said, there is an element of safety thing. I like that you pointed that yes. out. That's good. And to store it as well, to keep it away from yes. the kids. Um, Especially now, like all the edibles and things like that that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need uh, any accidents happening. So there no. is. Thank you for pointing that out. I like that you did bring up that element that there is safety issues to be had. I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm sorry, just like any other medications, right? Absolutely. You're not going to store your whatever. You're not going to give your kids access to your Percocet. Exactly. I hope, right. So you're not going to. Exactly. No, thank it's you. medicine just yeah. as anything else. Um, but the one beautiful thing about it is it has a safer, safer profile than any pharmaceutical out there. And no one, you cannot overdose on cannabis in the almost, so I said 5,000 years, it's actually 10,000 years they have documented, um, I believe it's in Japan, clay pots with cannabis residue in it. So we're going 10,000 years back, there's no overdoses on cannabis. So all the stuff you see, it's not coming from the plant itself. Um, what happens is sometimes you'll get like anxiety because again, it's tricky, right? It's cannabis is natural, but everyone's so different and it does have what's called biphasic effects. So let's say anxiety and THC. A little bit can reduce but if you get too much that's when you are heightened anxiety you're paranoid you're looking around like okay someone's coming like now i gotta go to the hospital and i mean i've been there too i've had those moments where do i need to call 911 yeah. right now like <laughs> you know like but yeah that's just not just not knowing um a really good trip a tip for anyone listening to is if you ever do get that where you are too high and it is from the thc if you have some cbd oil on hand cbd will down uh, modulate the THC so you won't have the same psychoactive effects. You won't be experiencing that and you'll come down from your high better. Right, perfect. Good to know. 
Okay, so I feel like we could have a whole <laughs> second episode uh, just on... Or two. Or, or two or three, exactly. Just based on your knowledge of cannabis. And you know what? Hey, we, we will. We're going to set Absolutely. that up. Um, so we're going to get back to our current topic, which is the holistic nursing and uh, how that you found that path. Okay, so in the trailer, um, the cannabis piece, and that's kind of how I got here, was the I found the Cannabis Nurses Network, which is in the States mainly. Uh, they're an international network, but started learning that all the things I was doing was becoming a cannabis nurse, an endocannabinoid nurse, right? Because um, it's not just cannabis therapy that helps your endocannabinoid system. It is nutrition, it is breath work, it is meditation, it is yoga, it is self-love, it is play. It is everything that I was learning about and wanting to bring to nursing practice, but not knowing how to do that in the Western model. Right. So um, we left the Corthos with the intention of opening up actually originally was a fitness cannabis business because even my husband too, he lost like a significant amount of weight. And when I say I lost 125 pounds, it's not just the physical weight. It's the emotional weight. Right. It's all the other baggage, right. That I hadn't actually um, processed yet and dealt with. And quick question, how long, like what's the time frame there on that weight loss? On the like weight loss? Um, so we were, Okay, so the first I have it actually in my phone and something else I haven't actually tracked really well. But we went to a, a Jay-Z and Beyonce concert in Chicago and it was driving down there. I knew that I was at about my heaviest and from there coming down. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe like a year, okay. but not like, again, when I talk weight loss, I'm someone who's struggled with disordered eating my whole life and body image issues and things like that. So the weight itself, and for anyone who's looking to lose weight, one of the biggest tips is, is you need to figure out why you're holding the weight and why you want to lose the weight. So if you just want to lose it for physical reasons and like to look better and feel better, that's great. But if there's an emotional piece attached to that, a spiritual piece attached to that, that needs to be addressed as well. I love that. that I love that you just said me. that because it's absolutely true because people struggle all the time. And I hear it all the time, like being a personal trainer, that's 99% of my clients come to me because they want weight loss. Yes. And it's one of those things that no matter what I do for them, like I'm, I'm just such a small piece in the puzzle yep. and I give them the tools. But again, like it's, I just love that. Like you said, if they're the, the physical weight, isn't going to come off until the emotional weight. I'm sorry if you can hear that. My neighbor decided to start <laughs> running a chainsaw. <laughs> The beauty of working outside. I was going to say, but you know what? Like I said, it's absolutely beautiful here. So we're just going to stay. Um, but yeah, I love that you said that. And thank you so much for bringing that up because that's just, I think that's so beautiful. And I think a lot of people need to realize that. Like you said, it's, you need to find, and I always tell my clients this, you need to find your why. Yes. And, you know, um, to me personally, like I'm not, uh, how do I say this? Yes, I'm, I'm thin, but I consider myself healthy. Absolutely. You know, like I didn't, I don't exercise to look good. You know, I'm a happily married woman. Yes. I don't need to impress anybody else, but me for you. And it's for me and people need to realize that too. And I love that you brought that up. So thank you for saying that. Okay. So sorry, we got off topic there a little bit again. <laughs> so you're, you're in a car, you're driving to a concert with your husband. Yep. So what was that? Like, forgive me for sounding like that aha moment. What was that moment to be like, okay, things have to change. Um, so for me, it, and I mean, we'll get personal here, but it ties into uh, my upbringing and like for women living in Western culture, like I don't know a single woman who doesn't have body image issues. And that messaging for me came a lot from the women who are around me, my mother, from society. So a lot of my issues tied into not wanting to have kids. 
in the belief that that's going to be something that's going to change my body. Right. Because that was the messaging I received from my mother. Yep. Very true. Once you have kids, you're never going to get back into your size zero jeans. Yeah. My husband and I decided we don't want kids. We're not. And like, it's, it's for people who have them. That's wonderful for us. It's just not, that's not yeah. our path in life. Fair enough. Um, and once I made that decision, I was free to let the weight go because now it's not where I'm not worried about for lack, like for, for the messaging I got, like ruining my body. Right. right. Yep. So that's, yeah, that yeah. was a big part of it for me. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's such a good message too, because again, like I can digress here a little bit. And that's another one of my pet peeves too, is a lot of these women that, that do have that belief that have kids and just give up. And yeah. they're like, you know what? I'm never going to be the same. And it's like, you know what? Granted, there are parts of you that are never going to be the of same, but there's absolutely no reason why you can't be happy and healthy and, you know, love your body and what it absolutely. did for you. Like, yeah, you know what? You might not fit in those zero genes anymore, but why would you want to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's that's what I think you need to figure out. Not not focus on dwell on the fact that you're you can't fit into them. It's yes. why do I want to fit into why those do again? I want into them? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I feel like, again, I feel like this is another whole other episode that we could talk about. Um, so going back to that, so you, where were we? You were in the car, you're driving there, you realize having kids isn't for you. So you're no longer yeah. afraid. So you're using cannabis as a tool to help you lose the weight. And again, too, we have to stress the fact here that there, there is no magic pill, you know, no. you need to do the work. Absolutely. Um, the, and there are very helpful tools that you can use along your path to help you. So let's talk about those tools a little bit more. Cool. So um, for me, one of the biggest tools also was not the gym. I got rid of my gym membership. And that's another time when I started losing weight is because I think we're all we're all told that there's one way to do things, right? There's a one size fit all that if you want to lose weight, you got to go to the gym and you have to do these exercises. I mean, I was a personal trainer, I would tell people what I thought they needed. Yeah. And that's the biggest flaw in our society is that we're looking for answers from other people. And we're lost how to trust ourselves and how to trust our own tuition. Yeah. Which is why the holistic nursing piece really fits for me. Holistic nursing is all about, <laughs> and holistic nurse coaching is all about working with an individual where they are the expert in their own life. And we acknowledge that. Um, our healthcare system is very do as I say, not as I do, right? Agreed. I'm the doctor, I'm sitting here, uh, I'm telling you to stop smoking because it's bad for your health and your blood pressure, but yet I'm going to go home. On the way home, I'm going <laughs> to hack a dart, <laughs> exactly. go home, down a 26er, yep. go home, not um, maintain my mental health, not eat properly, not do any of the things that I'm telling. And it's not just doctors, it's nurses, it's all healthcare professionals, yep. right? That we do that. And then the people who are taking the advice are like, okay, because you're the doctor and I'm taught that you're the expert. Yep. No, we are the experts of our own lives and that's what we need to get back to. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of that as well, that it's, um, not that like you said, it's not a one size fits all and what no. one size fits all and what works for me might not necessarily work for you. Exactly. But these, and that's why I said, this is just information sharing here. And if you want more information, by all means reach out and I'll get those links from you, Brandy, to put on my um, Facebook and Instagram pages sure. as well. But um, again, we can't stress that enough that, you know, like what, just because what we're saying here has worked for me or for mm -hmm. Brandy is not necessarily going to work for you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I really love that you brought that up. So now again, you mentioned, okay, so cannabis was one of the tools that you used. Absolutely. Um, the gym was not one, which is no. kind of fitting now because nobody can even go to the gym now. Right. So let's talk more about that. Like not, well, not, not going to the gym. Let's talk more about the tools is what I'm trying to refer to. Absolutely. So my fitness tool is um, my husband and I both uh, fitness educated and worked in gyms and things like that. But we prefer and like what our business will be is 
functional training, outdoors, nature, like the stuff that like you don't need equipment to do, right? Very easy, very practical. Um, one way that I lost a lot of weight was outside doing bongs and burpees. <laughs> like I legit. That. Yeah. Outside. And this is what I told my doctor when I was going on stress leave is I want to go to nature. I want my cannabis. I want yoga. I want meditation. And I want animals. And I combined them all together, which has been the most healing. It's kind of like we're right now we're outside doing a podcast yeah, love with it. friends. That's more healing, right? As much as you can combine those um, healing things, I think is the best. So yeah, like uh, working out, moving, like just moving your body. So what I would do is I'd come home from work and I'd be really stressed. I would medicate with cannabis and then have a dance party. Perfect. Love it. What a beautiful, and I haven't danced in years. I was like a little kid who used to dance and then, you know, lost it along the ways. And then I was the person who go out to the bars, but I wouldn't dance unless I was drunk enough because yeah. you don't want to look foolish and you don't want to look stupid. And you want to make sure that you're like, you're dancing because you're trying to meet someone or impress yeah. someone else. And you're not just dancing for the love of dancing. Yeah. Cannabis helps me with that because I have cannabis. I don't give a crap who's around. Yeah. I'm just going to dance. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, I love that. And it's, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I just, I love that. Like you said, you're just having a dance party in your living room and it's yeah. just, it's, it's movement. It's movement. It's movement. People really underestimate the power of just everyday movement. Just move your body. Move your body. Go for a walk. It doesn't, you don't have to, no. you know, like I said, you don't have to be, you know, doing Ironmans or running marathons. No. Like move your body, go for a walk, go for a walk with a friend, put in a podcast, listen to this podcast as you are walking. <laughs> that is the beautiful, I love podcasts. I walking. love it. it. You know, and it just dance, vacuum, you know, like the housework, like just, you know. You want a good tip for housework for all the, uh, anyone listening, right? <laughs> Cannabis and housework, you get the right cultivar. So um, for me it would be something a little more energizing. And I need to be careful with that because my anxiety sometimes, but if I get like a God's green crack or something that's good, that gets me just a little bit high. Like um, when I say high now, right now I'm talking like vibrationally, like yes. my energy level a little higher, not actually high, but it does that too. But then I will be like elbow deep in the fridge. Yeah. scrubbing and I'm not someone like I'm not someone who likes to clean I'm not like if I could I would have a cleaning lady but I'm just like that seems that's yeah terrible language for any a cleaning service yeah but uh you know I I don't I'm not someone who likes to spend my time doing things that I don't like doing yeah same here but you give me a little bit of cannabis and I will do those things too I can get the chores done easier and I'm happier yeah. doing it I got a smile on my face they make it so much more enjoyable absolutely life. yeah Okay, let's try and refocus here. Um, so back to uh, Lisa said it has been a while since we've seen each other. So exactly, so we we're got catching, lots to chat about. Exactly, we're catching up a little bit here while you're <laughs> listening. So I hope you guys are enjoying this. But um, again, the plethora of information that is coming out here, I feel like we could easily do several episodes, which I think we will. So Absolutely. I hope you guys like Brandy because I feel like she's going to be a returning guest on this show. Um, but anyways, back to what we were intentionally talking about. So cannabis nursing. So now. The we did touch on that a little bit, the holistic nursing part of it, because you did okay. mention about how it's not so much as a do as I say, not as I do Absolutely. Um, type of um, healthcare, if I can use that word. Yeah. So let's let's go back to that. So what what does a holistic nurse coach do? So holistic nursing, holistic nurse coaching, they're kind of separate, but essentially holistic nursing is not just looking at the physical. So it's looking at the whole person. So we take into, like I mentioned, the emotional, mental, spiritual, social, sexual health of an individual, right? Whereas if you go to a doctor with a broken arm, broke your arm, okay, 
here's a cast to go home. Yeah. How did you break your arm? Right. Who's going to help you at home? Do you have the resources? Those kinds of things. Um, we get taught about these things in nursing school, social determinants of health, but we don't, the way our society has gone is it's really hard to uh, keep them in mind all the time when you're doing, cause it's very constrained, right? We're very, it's a, it's a business. Healthcare yeah, is a business. It is. It really is. A lot of people don't realize that, but yeah. it's, yeah, it is. So, so for example, so, um, I just want to stress here too, because people listening, they, as soon as I feel like as soon as people hear the word holistic, yes, they almost, um, don't, I don't want to say don't take it seriously, Absolutely, they don't. but it's, yeah, that's for lack of better words. I can't quite find my wording mm-hmm. here, but I mean, I just want to stress the point that you are an RN, like you are Absolutely. a registered nurse, like you did your school, like you graduated, yep. you educated, you're, you know, like, so this is just something else, like, um, extra training that you did. Yes. Um, but yeah, like, so I just want to stress that to point out to people that it's not, you know, it's not, um, you didn't collect your cereal tops and mail in for this certificate. Like no. it's, you are a highly trained and educated individual. Absolutely. Um, and this is just something that through your own personal journey wanted to share with others and found this network of people. Absolutely. Um, it was through my own personal journey and healing and like just realizing how I've been able to improve my own life and my own health. And it's been so liberating that I, I can't not share this with people mm-hmm. like that just, <laughs> you can't sit on this kind of knowledge and just be like, cool. Bye. Like, yeah, exactly. You have to help people. I'm a, I'm a helper. I'm a healer um, by nature. Right. So yeah, once I started realizing like, this is, this is where my path is leading to and um, just the holistic modalities, I resonate more with them. I'm reconnecting also with my indigenous roots. Um, so that's something right. Is bringing in the nature piece, bringing in the spiritual yeah, aspect, that. bringing in the animals, things like that. And it just, it makes, it makes more sense looking at things from a global perspective, global health as well. Right. Yeah. Um, and cannabis is great for that too. I'm going to go back to cannabis <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about it. Cause it's, I, yeah, I have to do it. So cannabis, right. Can be used as not just the medicine, but as food, you can eat hemp seeds. You can eat, um, you get oil from it. You can eat the fan leaves, even, uh, cannabis for textiles and building materials. Yes. Cannabis was used to make all the uniforms in the wars previous before it was under put under prohibition. It can be used to create hempcrete, like sustainable housing, like in our, so talking about global health and holistic health here, I digress for a second, but um, right. Some of our biggest problems, food insecurity, cannabis can help with that. Housing insecurity, cannabis can help with that. Medicine insecurity, like all these things, cannabis can be an answer for, but yes, we'll do a whole different podcast. I, I was say, let, we are going to talk about this for sure, because again, it is, and and I mean, again, I don't want to get into it too deeply, but the stigma behind it is huge as yes. well. Um, but like I said, we can get into that in another episode. I would love to have you back in another episode to talk all about that. Okay, so there has to be <laughs> other tools that you use besides cannabis, because again, not that we don't love talking about that, but let's um, expand our horizons here a little bit again about the holistic nursing. So other tools yes. that you as a holistic nurse yes. would yes. use besides cannabis. Um, so one of the biggest ones is breath work. Um, actually, so Florence Nightingale, as I mentioned, she, the first act of nursing is to keep the air within as pure as it is without. So teaching people how to breathe properly. It sounds kind of ridiculous almost, right? Even when I first started thinking about it, it's like, I told Ern, I'm like, I'm gonna teach people how to breathe properly. Like everyone has lungs, but we don't even realize how important our breath is and how much we hold our breath. Oh yeah. How often we do it, right? Yep. So, um, yeah, engaging in breath work has been really amazing for me. So 
Um, there's a couple different things, different techniques. There's all kinds of different techniques out there. But literally one of the simplest things for people to know if you're breathing well and deeply enough is put your hands on your ribs. I'll do it right now. We're all okay. doing, we're doing <laughs> yeah. this right now, yeah. And when you exhale, so let, when you exhale, squeeze the air out and let your, your hands like come in a little bit. So there's a little bit of pressure, but you don't obviously ever hurt yourself. And then when you take a breath in, your hands should move. Because if your hands aren't moving, your rib cage is not expanding enough and you're breathing too shallow. Okay. We yeah. need to take bigger breaths. We need to take some belly breaths, right? See, and I don't know don't if I do that. I don't know if I do it all the time or if I'm just doing it now because I brought <laughs> my attention yeah. to it. But like I do, yeah, like, I mean, we're also outside and it just feels so good to breathe. But Perfect. I, uh, yeah, like I, I, when I first started exercising is when I, attention was brought, brought to my breath. And, but it's true. You, I catch myself. I still catch myself holding yeah. my breath throughout Constantly. the day. So that's okay. That's an awesome little tip too. I love that. Yeah. So um, breathing. So that also would tie into things like meditation and yoga, I would imagine Absolutely. as well, because those are really important. Absolutely. And meditation, something else, right? People are really intimidated by, they don't understand it, um, but is another holistic modality that's been around for centuries. And it literally, you just sit, just sit because we don't sit and we're not comfortable just sitting and being quiet and being still. Right. Right. In our society, it's so busy. Everyone's like, oh, I'm so busy. It's such a, like a badge of honor to be busy. <sighs> I can't stand that word. I know. I know. Stop the glorification of busy. Absolutely. I know. I'm, what are we doing? I'm the same. I love bragging actually about how not busy I am. And you know what? Out of everything that all the stress and anxiety and everything that COVID has brought to people, yeah. I would like to think that this is an eye opener that you don't. And I'm just bringing it back here because I'm a mom and I have kids and I'm not yeah. saying that people that don't have kids aren't equally as busy. I'm sure they are. But yeah. it's like, what blows my mind are these moms that, you know, their kids they have two and three kids and they're all in two and three sporting activities. events or activities. And it's just, it's crazy. And I mean, here, like, mm -hmm. I'm like, why, like, yes. why would you do that to yourself? I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay. If your kids love them, then absolutely. I, I, I get that. Like you okay. need to keep your kids busy. Yes. And you need, I don't, like, I don't want to say like, but be lazy, active. but exactly. You can maintain them. And I mean, if they find that, but instead of having them in 13 things, maybe focus on the one or two that they actually really enjoy, you yeah. know, like, cause who you need to really look at this again. Like, who are you really doing it for? Exactly. You know, like, are you doing it for them because they love it so much? And if you are absolutely amazing props, but, or are you doing it because you always wanted to play baseball when you were a kid and you never had the opportunity, yeah, right? Like that's a huge thing. A lot of people do live vicariously through their kids, right? Oh yes. Which is a, a scary thing to get into. Oh. But I think in, it's bringing it back to the holistic piece is like you said, who are you doing it for? And what's the impact of the rest of the family? Yes. So one of my biggest, and again, I'm not a mom. Um, that was a conscious decision for me to not become a mother. But it is a, I just, I have so many friends who are moms and I just hear that, right? Like, oh, everything for the kids and I'm doing my groceries and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm like, so what's for you? Yep. Like if women are the ones who are, especially with COVID, taking the brunt of oh, COVID, yeah. the learning, the household responsibilities, we've always done that, right? But now it's extra piled on. What's left for the moms? Yep, exactly. And if the moms are the ones who are running the show and running the house and holding and moms are the nurturers and we're the carers and women are the nurses and like majority of these professions and fill these roles in our society and they're burnt out, yep. what happens? I can't like my all time favorite. And I mean, it's I mean, it's I think it's a great analogy is the fact that when you go on an airplane and they tell you you're going down. Yes. You secure your own mask before anybody else. Yes. You know, you because you're not good to anybody else if you're worn down. And yep. I love that because even again, going to my personal training clientele, most of them are busy moms yep. and they have to get over that mom guilt of yes. spending the money, taking the time for themselves. But I'm like, but if you're not taken care of, 
no one's yes yes as a mom you take care of a lot of other people yeah as i shouldn't even say as a mom as a as a I, you know as a what men take care of people too yeah but you know as a, as a, like yourself as a nurse like how are you expected to take care of all these other people without taking care of yourself and you i can't. love that you brought that up because i think so many nurses men and women are facing that dilemma right now is yep. that they're so strung out and they're so overworked because they're too busy caring for other people that they forget to take care of themselves. It's a badge of honor in nursing almost. And I said that to my husband because I'd see those friggin' memes on Facebook, right? About nurses like, like be kind to nurses because they haven't peed in 12 hours and they haven't eaten and they're busy taking care of your family. And I'm like, this isn't, that's not okay. Yes. Like we're not serving anyone by putting ourselves last. Yes. It's not a good thing. It's self-sacrifice. It's martyrdom. And it's all these things that we've been trained to believe are good. Yeah. And it's actually the opposite of that. Yeah. It's really terrible for our health and it's terrible for everyone's health at that point. Yeah. Okay. So I love the things that you're bringing up too. I mean, of course there's a cost to cannabis, but I love yeah. the, what you're bringing up breath work. It yes. doesn't cost you anything to breathe. And this is real health for real life. So these are things that you can easily incorporate into your day right now as you're listening to this podcast Absolutely. you know you can focus a little bit more on your breath um do a quick google search or like i said find well i'll post some links on my facebook yep. page and my instagram so you can easily find these um great tips but and meditation it doesn't cost you anything to meditate no um i try i really do try to meditate but i have a hard time with meditation because my brain my body relaxes but my brain won't yes because and again too this is on me i'm working on this it's that that guilt, you know, I'm sitting there doing relatively, I don't want to say doing nothing because yep. you are doing something, Absolutely. but I'm sitting there and my brain's going, okay, well, the dishwasher needs to be emptied. And did I ever take those towels out of the laundry, out of the dryer? Yes. It's like towels. I need more fabric softener. I wonder if Costco's open. Yep. And like, this is where my brain goes, you know? And it's yes. like, oh, I wonder if those dryer balls really work as good as they do, you know? And it's, it's what, like I said, you start off it's like, I, I laugh because my brain is like my mom on Pinterest. Okay. <laughs> and I, I trust me, I have a point here. So my mom decided to renovate their bathroom. This was quite a few years ago. So she starts on Pinterest. She discovers Pinterest looking for bathroom ideas for their bathroom rental. So I'm sitting there having my Saturday morning coffee and I get a text message from my mom and it's a picture of like a mirror or some tiles. And she goes, what do you think about this for the bathroom? And it's from Pinterest. I'm like, oh, that's great. Mom looks good. And then an hour and a half later, I'm getting recipes for like chicken Florentine. And I'm like, mom, like what, what you doing? You know, and she's I'm on Pinterest. I'm like, well, you were looking at bathroom stuff. How did you get to chicken recipes? Yeah. You know? And that's exactly what happens. It's just that that's where the, it, it goes. Right. And yeah. I mean, and I feel like, I feel like some meditation is better than none, but so anyways, that's my story about meditation. So maybe you can give me a little bit a little more better <laughs> practical hilarious. advice on uh, how to make meditation work a little better for me. Well, I think meditating is like meditation in general is really intimidating for people because like you just said, and like, I'm someone I've lived with ADHD my whole life, right? So I always have 5,000 thoughts going through my brain and then they want to come out of my mouth at the same speed. Yeah. It doesn't work. That's not good. But um, so when it comes to meditating, I'm the same. My brain just starts going, but people don't understand the point of meditation is not to clear your mind. Like people have an image, right, where you just sit there and you go into like a yoga pose and you're just like chanting and you're just serene and there's nothing going on. Yeah, that's the exact opposite of what's supposed to happen. So when you meditate, what you're doing is you're actually tuning in and learning to reconnect with yourself and tap into, um, for whatever people want to call it, like divine intelligence, higher power. Some people will call it God, the universe, source, energy, things like that, right? Um, which is, these are holistic nursing brings that in as well but so to meditate 
if you want to meditate, literally start with a couple minutes, say three minutes, just go sit somewhere, close your eyes or not, and sit there and just notice what happens with your thoughts. And if you get a thought and you're like, oh crap, I wonder if those dryer balls work. You just literally, you note it and then you try to drop it and move on. Yeah. That's it. Um, it's just noticing yeah. your thoughts. There's some great apps. Headspace app is probably my favorite app for Headspace. meditating uh, because he breaks it down to you too. And like, it's a skill like anything else. It's a tool, right? So yep. it's not something that we're supposed to naturally know how to do. And to sit and be quiet in a society that glorifies busyness. Yep. Like you said, there's guilt about just sitting there doing nothing. You are so not doing nothing. Yeah. It is one of the best things you can do. And for anyone who feels like they're overwhelmed or running on that autopilot or like anything like that, anytime you don't know what to do, this is like the first thing you do is you stop. You don't do anything. Yep. Just sit and get still. I love that. Right. And meditation doesn't have to be sitting on top of the mountain in that pose. I meditate a lot when I walk. I meditate in the sauna. I meditate in the bath. I meditate all around. It's just meditating is just, it's thinking about your thoughts, yeah. noticing your thoughts, right? So if you are someone who uh, gets stuck in cyclical thoughts or negative thoughts, right? Like, why did I do this? I shouldn't have done that. I should, if you hear yourself say should, that's an automatic thing. You stop, you shouldn't on yourself. It's a terrible word. Remove it from your vocabulary. Um, but all those kind of thoughts, just stop, just stop them and sit and think like, Get still and see what's going on in your body. Yeah, we're so disconnected from that. Um, I love that, and I love that you said like I'm. Well, I'm a Finlander too, and we also have a, a sauna. Yeah, sauna, sauna, sauna. <laughs> and I love that you said that because I've caught myself going in there, and <laughs> I like, I'll bring a magazine, you know, yeah. and like to read an art, and I'm like, wait a minute, like I can't, like it'll all just like I'm going into a room full of steam, you know, and like you literally can't do anything but sit there yeah. so it's a great time just to sit and and reflect and i love they said shouldn't on yourself i love that that's right? oh i'm gonna say that all the time like don't shouldn't on yourself no. because you're absolutely right and like i feel that that's a huge thing too is negative thoughts like i'm really trying to focus on positivity right absolutely. and how um how positive thoughts like change your change your mind i don't i don't know who originally said it but change your mindset change your life is absolutely. basically and it's it's an amazing tip there so that that would be something else that i would imagine as a holistic nurse is that's another whole aspect of it would just be the the mindset mindfulness and absolutely okay so let's just do a little recap here um again of the tools that uh, a holistic nurse coach would use. Like we talked about um, mindfulness, amazing, uh, meditation, yes. uh, well, breathing. Again, all these things are easily incorporated into your daily life. And um, evidence-based, that's the thing, right? Is yes, that thank you. Um, people think of, like you mentioned earlier, that holistic nursing is gonna be kind of like quackery, right? Yes. But that's, these are like yoga is an ancient healing modality. Same as meditation, same as mindfulness, same as things like intermittent fasting. Um, yes, I love that you bring this up. And like, I, I didn't want to use the word quack or quackery, but oh, yeah. a lot of people will see it like that. Cause like I said, yeah. as soon as they hear the word holistic, they think, oh, hokey pokey. Exactly. But I love that you like, these are all real things that you can yeah. incorporate into your real life Absolutely. that are proven. Like there's, yeah, there's research and studies behind these things. Yes. Um, so, okay. So now, now that we know some of the tools that you use, give me an example of what, what's, what's your clientele like? What's your, I don't use the word patient, but what's your, like, who's coming to you? Like, what are some of the issues like that you see most often in your practice? So um, I'm just launching and it's green thumb nursing because I wanted to, it's a nod to canaculture, right? Green thumb. Um, I'm a big Cypress Hill fan. <laughs> I was listening to a lot of Cypress Hill when I was doing my burpees. <laughs> love it. Love but, it. Uh, also because bringing in the holistic piece and the holistic nutrition piece, right? Green thumb growing. So 
Um, I love that holistic nutrition. Okay. Yes. Whole foods. Whole foods is so yeah. important. And that's another big thing for the endocannabinoid system. Um, the, like great. If we, if you kind of, if people just stopped to evaluate their diet and look at what they're actually eating. So, and I, I mean, I'm, I've struggled with disordered eating my entire mm -hmm. life. So one of my biggest tips when it comes to, when it comes to eating and nutrition is, um, it's a psychedelic term. It's watch your set and setting. So watch your mindset and watch kind of where you're at, like your setting where you're actually physically at. Um, stress is one of the biggest killers. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, when you're asking me who the clients I work with is mainly women who are stressed. Um, so if you eat, say you even want to eat, like for me, I, here's my, here's how I put this together. I could have coffee and go to work and it would make me, it would cause me GI upset. Couldn't get through my shift, right? And I yeah. just keep having more coffee because I'm like, oh, you need more coffee, you need more coffee. That's not the answer. You need more water. But then I would be at home on the weekend and I could have a cup of coffee and it wouldn't give me the same upset. So I started looking at it and it's the stress, yeah. right? The anxiety of going to work combined with the extra caffeine, combined with the other stuff that you put in it because it's dairy and sugar now. Yeah. It's not good for my system. And then it would cause me issues. Um, so kind of having that mindfulness around that has been really big because I still eat all kinds of things that are less than desirable. Yeah. I mean, we all do like, Absolutely. it's, you have to live your life too, right? Like hundred percent. I've said it so many times, like eat the cake. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to eat it every day? Absolutely not. But your kid has a birthday once a year and you know what? Hey, if you're going to have a little piece or, yeah. you know, you had a long week at work and a way to, if your way to de-stress is to have a glass of wine, then have the glass of wine. But again, it's. I like to live by the 80-20 rule. You know, 80% of the time you are mindful and you are yeah. eating healthy, nutritious foods. But then there is that 20% of the time where, you know what, like I said, you're out and about and you're going to have something that's maybe not the best for you. Yeah. Or you're in a like a situation or a circumstance where it's just not available to you. You're traveling, yeah. you know, and I mean, you have to take what you can find, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, it's just, I think that's really important too. But I do like what you said about um, set and setting. Yes. I do like that. Always check your mindset. And it goes for anything for me. Um when you're talking traveling though, that's why I like the fasting, right? Yes. It's because then I just don't eat. Yep. I can, um, fasting has been really instrumental for me in healing my disordered eating because I find that we revolve in Western society so much around food, so much around food, right? Whether it's meal prepping, whether it's going to the store to get it, whether it's all of that. And when you're fasting, so whatever that looks like, but restricted, um, restricted time feeding. Yep. So for me, I try to push it into the day as far as I can. Yeah. Um, this morning I woke up and I was wanting a BLT at seven and I was like, looking at my husband, I'm like, I haven't eaten at seven o'clock in the morning in so long, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I tried, I tend not to eat till afternoon now Yeah. because then at least my window is going to be shorter. Yeah. We are overfed and undernourished. Yes. I heard that uh, in my schooling and I was like, that makes so sense. That's so much sense to me. We're just constantly feeding ourselves constantly. with chemicals and just literal crap yep. that we're not nourishing ourselves. Right. Yeah. And I love what you said too. Like it's, um, uh, Oh, I just lost my train of thought there. Um, but yeah, over like how the world revolves around food. Yeah. You know, like it's, I always talk about in like in my practice as a, like a personal trainer, like non-food rewards. Yes. Right. Like it's huge. Like you go to um, any social gathering mm -hmm. and there's so much emphasis placed on food. Yes. It's insane. Like you can't, you can't go anywhere without like, I mean, mind you, who's not too many social gatherings these days, yeah. but, uh, it's the, the weddings, the, the parties, the barbecues, you know, like you don't just have a, 
you don't just have a game night with your friends. No. Because you'll have a game night and you'll play board games, but there's bowls of chips and popcorn and booze. I was gonna say booze or pop yep. or juice or whatever it is that you choose, you know? Yep. Kids birthday parties, everything like the world rolls around food. Yeah. And there's just so many better ways to reward yourself. And I mean, I'm sorry, what's an easier diet than fat? I don't want I shouldn't use the word diet. Um than fasting, you yeah. know, there's no cost to it. In fact, it's cheaper because you're just not eating. Yeah. And you know, like people are, Oh, I'm going to be hungry. It's like, yeah, you're hungry because you're everybody around you is telling you you're supposed to be yeah. hungry at breakfast time at lunchtime, but exactly. to check your mindset to be like, am I really hungry? Am I actually hungry? Yeah. What does my body need? Right? Like we're so exactly. disconnected from that. And that was where, um, kind of coming into the holistic nursing piece was I started listening to my body more and stopped listening to other people about what my body needed. Yep. And tuning in, like, you know, when I said I wanted to um, sit in nature and do yoga and my burpees and have my cannabis and yeah. my doctor's like, no, you need these, this medication, you need this, this and this. And I was like, that doesn't sound right to me, though. That didn't feel right to me. And that, that was my kind of like final straw and where I started like, no, no, I'm, I'm the creator of my own life. I need to listen to myself above anyone else. Yeah. And when it comes to healing our bodies, like, um, I'm not sure if you ever heard the, I'm not sure who said this originally either, but like we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Yeah. And for me, what that means is like this physical form that I have now, like your body is your temple kind of sayings like yeah. that, right? Is treat it with the utmost respect. And we don't, the way That's, we talk yeah. about our bodies, the way we treat our bodies, the way we feed our bodies, the way we, like the chemicals we put on our skin, all of that, we need to be more mindful and just, just do better for ourselves, whatever yeah. that means to someone. But for me, that means like I try to eat healthier. I try to move my body. I try to breathe. And I, like I, now I make my own body products because when you try to start limiting the amount of chemicals you yeah. put on your skin, you, you can, okay, now I got to make them myself because they're not available. Exactly. Like, I don't know if you listened to any of my other previous episodes, but I did talk about swaps, you know, and that was one of them. Like I haven't worn, like I remember when I was in high school, I wore men's deodorant yeah. because I simply couldn't find a ladies or a women's deodorant. They yeah. were all antiperspirants and they yes. all had all, not to say that the men's one had less, I mean, they still had chemicals, don't get me wrong, yeah. but they didn't have options for women that were just deodorant, like just other than, you know, yeah. they were other than the the crystals that you would find at the health food store yes. that were like $25 back yes. in the day. And I mean, what 17 year old can afford that, you know? No. So I was buying men's deodorant to avoid the chemicals that were in the ladies ones you yeah. know like it's yeah it's mind-blowing the people like we really take into account your beauty products right like oh yes that, I mean, that's another whole oh that's another, another whole, whole podcast right yeah. <laughs> okay so going back to your client base <laughs> we have to a little sidebar there but anyways so going back to a client base yes. of um a holistic nurse so again i would say um like your focus is on, uh, my, jump in here. Your focus, my is, focus on... is on what I know. Right. So I focus on women's health. I focus on uh, fitness, on cannabis, on, um, I will be adding in the psychedelic therapy and just helping people live their best life, whatever that means to them. Yeah. So going back to this too, like, I know we've talked about this, but like cannabis and psychedelics that can, that can freak some people out. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, and I love that you said, I just want to stress this point here that that is not for everybody and nope. how you, help people do what they want. So yes. if, if you're interested in these breathwork techniques and the, the, the weight loss, for example, or stress management, mm -hmm. you don't need to use the cannabis and the psychedelics. No, like that's just your, and you are trained in that if that is something that interests yeah. you, but you are taking clients that, you know, like 
don't let that freak you out. Like that is exactly. not part of it's it's part of it, but it's if you don't want it, it's you don't part of my toolbox. Yes. And essentially, so like when working with clients, they are the expert in their own lives. I have all of this knowledge and these different modalities. I can offer you all of these things. You get to pick and choose what you want. If you want to learn about cannabis and psychedelics, we can chat about that. This is how they can help you. You can apply that. If you don't, it's not for you. That's fine. If you want to learn breath work, we can chat about that. If you want to learn about, um, you know, self-love and body appreciation for women, that's a big one. I'm going to be doing, um, mainly what I'm going to be doing is more like wellness workshops for women, like small groups starting in the Sudbury area uh, to teach people some of these things just like you said, like practical, easy things that they can start implementing in their life right now. Yeah, I, I love that. And it's like you said, it's just, um, it's real health for real life. And I love it. And thank you so much for joining me and coming on and sharing this information. Absolutely. Um, Pleasure to be here. If um, you're going to give me some information, I can link you up on my Facebook and my Instagram accounts. But is there anything else? Is there anywhere else um, listeners can find you if they're interested in reaching out? Um, so I'm on Facebook right now and it's Green Thumb Nursing. The website's under construction, but info at greenthumbnursing.com if anyone has any questions to reach out at this point. Absolutely. I love I love talking about all these things, clearly. <laughs> we could talk forever. So and I just I love it. And I want to point out too that I know we said this several times, but I am gonna have Brandy back on here and we are definitely gonna talk more about things. So if there's anything in this episode that we touched yes. on briefly that you want to hear more of please reach out to me and we're going to take notes because she's definitely coming back Absolutely. and we'll, we'll get more into anything else that um, was discussed. So if there's any more information you want to know and that you feel like we should talk some more about, reach out to me again at my Instagram or Facebook and let us know what you thought. I always love hearing back from you guys, my listeners. Okay. Well, thanks again, Brandy. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much. So grateful to be here. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Like we will. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about, like, you have two women here who <laughs> love to chat and would just love to help people in anything to be as healthy as they can. Yeah, I love it. And I just love that, again, sorry, last little thing here, but a lot of people think that um, healthcare is so, that there's no option out there. So yes. I love talking to you about that there are other options. If you don't, you know, in Canada, we live under a universal healthcare system. So our healthcare, we are fortunate in that aspect that it is paid for. Um, but it's, people do not realize that there's other options. So yes. you need to go with your gut. And I love that you said that you need to be an advocate for yourself. Absolutely. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying doctors are bad. I'm not saying no. doctors are wrong. No. But if, again, it's totally your choice. And that if you feel like you want something different, there are other options out there, such as a holistic nurse. Yes. I'm also, um, I'm not anti-doctor. I'm not anti, I'm not anti anything. I'm very pro health and pro-choice for people. And I just think that being pro-choice means that we need to explore all of our options and we're not always given our options. We don't know they're out there. Yeah. That's what we're doing now. So thank you for sharing this knowledge <laughs> with people that might not know that it is out there. Thank you, Lisa.